Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about commercial property investing and join our real estate family. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. And in today's episode, we are answering an actual question that came in from one of our listeners yesterday. And then I asked him if he wanted to have a conversation and make it a podcast episode. And he said, yes, we're going to just do some calculations on the go. It's a live real conversation. First time we're talking and we're going to go over some numbers for a property that he has found and see what makes sense, what kinds of things he should be thinking about. And hopefully this is helpful to everybody. Here we go. Thank you so much for joining us today. We got a question from you last night, and I thought it would be great to share this with everybody because you're definitely not the only one going through this. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you again, Stephanie, for having me. Um, your uh, podcast has been great. I've been listening to you to and from work and try to catch a, an episode <laughs> while I'm at work. So I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex area uh, in Texas, very rapidly growing kind of in the more suburbs and anything now, since there aren't really many opportunities within the metroplex to kind of rare to come by. But a little bit about myself, I'm a nurse practitioner. I work full time you know, looking to get into commercial real estate investing, uh, specifically triple net leases, since a little bit more passive uh, opportunity and uh, don't have to worry about, of course, as they say, termites, toilets, and taxes. So kind of helps me out in that sense. And so I've been just kind of doing a little bit of research. I came across a good opportunity, potential good opportunity, one of the brokers I've been working with, it's in the Metroplex area and a very well-regarded corporate tenant. But unfortunately, the cap rate is between four and a half to five percent. This will be my very first investment. And so, you know, I'm looking to certainly grow my portfolio. And this is literally a uh, true triple net where everything's kind of taken care of. And so I feel like it's great in a sense for me to learn from, not get too overwhelmed, just kind of initially starting off. But my hesitancy with this is since the return is a little bit lower, just kind of concerned about, you know, what the interest rate I would get from the banks if it just covers the cap rate, it, I'd be breaking an even and may not have potentially to kind of grow. So you know, that's why I want to kind of reach out to you, Stephanie, to see if you have any guidance and, you know, what you would recommend for someone in, in my position who's just novice and strictly coming in, you know, with a foot in the door. I can totally understand how you are torn because from what I understand, you're very busy with work and family. So there isn't a ton of time to manage properties and deal with leases and all of that. But at the same time, the cap rate is pretty low. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. And if you don't know the answer, that's totally fine. We'll just go ask the broker at some point and take it from there. So are you looking at putting 20% down or more? What is the down payment looking like right now? 
Yes, it'll be at least twenty uh, percent. The price right now is just a little bit over nine hundred k is what it's listed as. The lease doesn't expire for another seven to eight years, but then of course there are three five year option renewals after that lease is up in about seven eight years. And how long are these each option five year options? Correct, each are five years. Okay, so you have potentially another fifteen years on top of the eight years. Correct. Are there yearly rent increases, or is the rent increasing every five years? Yeah, so I'm looking at the rent roll here. So the lease commencement was in August of uh, 2009, one through five, no increase. But then after that, they've had a six percent increase, and then after that, it's going to be eight percent increase every time there's renewal. So about one and a half percent a year increase, give Correct. and take. I'm not even calculating this. Okay, when does that 8% kick in? Which year? That 8% doesn't kick in until after the seven to eight years is up. Okay, so right now you're going to have that 5% cap for the next seven years. Correct. And then at that point, they can either leave or renew at Mm -hmm. an 8% increase. Correct. And this is the one that is a true triple net lease. You're not taking care of anything. Correct. Nothing. And it's mailbox money, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there is any money left. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> That's a good point. Exactly. <laughs> if there's any money left. <laughs> so one of the super critical things to take a look at in the lease is, well, I don't know about Texas, but in California, let's say the taxes can be very low if they have owned the property for X number of years. And then once you purchase it at this new price, the taxes will go up significantly. I don't know how it is in Texas, but I would definitely make sure that in the lease, if it's the case for Texas, they are okay with any new tax increase regardless. A lot of times these major tenants, they will negotiate a maximum tax increase of X percent. So that's something that is your number one priority to check there. Can you kind of clarify a little bit more in terms yeah. of uh, you know what, what, what they are trying to get max out of for, for the tax? Sure. So for triple net leases, the tenants are paying for the taxes themselves. And a lot of these educated, large triple A <laughs> rating tenants, uh-huh. they know how to negotiate their lease. They use their own lease for the most part. And then we neg- you guys negotiate from there. And so let's just give a very rough example. Let's say someone owns a property here for 20 years. They are only paying $10,000 in taxes every year. And then 20 years later, someone wants to sell the property and the new tax based on the new price is going to be $50,000. So we went from $10,000 to $50,000 while we still have that tenant there. So now that tenant very likely has negotiated that his triple net responsibilities for the tax cannot go up by X percent per year. So you will not be able to quadruple his taxes and recover all of that $40,000 tax that you are going to be incurring. Again, this differs from state to state. Some states, it doesn't matter what your purchase price is. The taxes are still the same. Other Mm -hmm. states like California, the taxes do go up uh, based on the sales price. Okay, right. Make sense? 
Yes, makes sense. Kind of essentially very similar to just a residential home, right? Right. Tenants like that will very likely negotiate a maximum increase upon a sale. Mm -hmm. And so you might not be able to recoup that additional, in this example, $40,000 in taxes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So now let's do some calculations. If you're going to get some money back, typically a commercial loan is 30%, depending on which bank we're going to calculate maybe at a 30% down. Does that work? Sure. So you're roughly kind of looking at around 275. So your loan amount will be, let's say 630 at a $900,000 purchase price, let's say. And typically these loans are 20 years, let's say four and a quarter percent. Your payment yearly is going to be with principal, almost 47,000. What are you getting for the leases? Yeah, then I'm in a hole for $7,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a 20-year loan fully amortized. So if we do interest only, if somehow you can find an interest only lender, you would be at 28350 Yeah, that's, uh, then that's worthwhile. Currently, before the next 8% is about 40500 kind of the annual rent. Okay, so you'll be making about $11,000 if the tax right. issue is smooth for you there. So now Correct. that's $10,000 divided by the money that you're putting down. Did you say two seventy-five? At 30%. So you're making a 3.6 return on your money. So eight years from now, if they do renew and you keep at that same cap rate, obviously your property price is going to go up. In eight years, you will be netting $15,390 per year. So in eight years, you will be having a 5.5% return on your money, which so far sounds like the stock market is going to do a lot better for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It just, it, I don't think it, you know, the returns are that great to kind of put in just to kind of build a portfolio. I don't know. That's my take on it. But of course, you're kind of more of an expert, if you know, weigh in on this. Well, I'm not giving any financial advice or anything like that. Of course. <laughs> Of course. No, um, I'm not obviously going to hold you to it. But, you know, just from uh, the numbers, of course, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So in eight years, the based on the renewal and a 5% cap, your value would be increased by about $50,000, more mm-hmm. or less. I don't know the exact purchase price. If I were you, I would probably look in these crowdfunding sites where you can invest in other people's deals. So you're going to be 100% passive and they do really good due diligence on these operators. Uh, I know CrowdStreet does. I met them before. The only downside is that from what I understand, most of them do end up selling the property after five years. I would want to look for one that wouldn't sell the property because that's the beauty of real estate, the value increase and keeping that, you know, infinite cash flow forever or partnering up with somebody that is an operator. There are so many people out there that have access to these deals and that they, they can operate these properties uh, and they just need the funds. So these are a couple of options that I would look into. I w- Personally, I would probably look for a partner 
who has the experience and needs the money, someone that has been doing this at least five years, people that have been doing this for longer usually have money flowing (laughs) to them. Maybe a commercial broker that has been in, in the industry for about five years or so that has access to these deals and they can make a first offer without a property going in the market and they can operate it, find a good tenant, negotiate all of that. Absolutely. That makes sense. Some of these indication deals that, you know, let's say if the hold is, you know, just five years, I know you can also use the 1031 exchange to kind of get into another property, correct? Mm-hmm. From my understanding. Yes. So you can yes. kind of just kind of build and have a snowball effect from that standpoint and rather than just, you know, having to do the day-to-day logistics and operations, of course. I, I think I've used other different calculators before. What, what were you using? What are you using currently? Is it through the bigger pockets or? I was just using a normal calculator on my laptop. <laughs> oh, no. I thought like if you had like some sort of formulation that you're just kind of like plugging in the numbers just arbitrarily. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the standard calculation here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's great in a sense, you know, there's no responsibility, but again, there's really not a whole lot of opportunity to kind of go or, you know, get that return in that long haul. And, you know, another thing I would consider is purchasing, let's say a strip center that has a couple of vacancies. The beauty of life is that you can delegate everything. So get a VA virtual assistant to find the best broker in town, hire them. Mm. If they cost more, I don't care because they will actually find a good tenants for you and have them lease those two spaces that are vacant while you still have money to pay for your mortgage because of the income coming from the other, let's say three, five tenants on uh-huh. the strip center. So because you're busy, you just want to hire the best in your area to Correct. take care of the rest. And in that case, the numbers should make sense. Um, You might be a little breaking even in the beginning, but after that, when you get the two tenants in, the value of the property automatically goes up by getting these tenants in significantly more than this $50,000. That's another idea when you're super busy and you want to keep the property for yourself and have full control. And who do you recommend? I think there's like virtual, you said. I hire a bunch of virtual assistants on Upwork.com. And then if I don't have time to even research who is a good broker and I tell them to find who's the best broker in town and then give me a list of people and all of that. You just look for them based on five-star rating virtual assistants and you can find very good ones over there. You know, we have kind of capital in in a sense, a certain amount, just trying to allocate that. And of course, value my time not more because sometimes it's very inconsistent in terms of my availability at work. And then of course, spending time with the family and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to take into everything into consideration, I'm sure you have a lot of folks that kind of are in the same boat. So you know, I do appreciate that very much. No, um, absolutely. I think that's yeah. what I would lean towards if I were you to find right. a little bit vacant property and invest on my own and okay. then just hire the best people to get tenants in and also get a really good lease attorney to negotiate the lease with you. Okay. Okay. You know, there are so many things that we don't know, especially coming in that are very, very important in those leases. Correct. Are there attorneys that you've uh, utilized or recommend to new beginners? You would have to look in your own states because it varies. 
just start going to events or talking to people, joining Facebook groups that focus in real estate in that area. And you can ask them as well. And you'll start hearing the same name after a while. But right. in the beginning, you have to do a little bit of legwork or have your virtual assistant do that for you. Right. Um, but Dallas yeah. is a beautiful city. I'm sure it's going to keep going up and up and up. Just don't California, Texas, please. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing the right thing. First thing you want to do, it sounds like it's these loans and mortgage calculations yes. uh, to see if there is any money left at the end, depending on how much you're going to put down. And right. also calculate your return on the money that you're putting down. Thank you so much again, Stephanie, for answering my questions and uh, having me on this. <laughs> of course. Thank you for joining Super Last Minute. We're going to release this tomorrow because we love fresh content. And thank you. If anyone else has any questions, obviously, feel free to reach out and we can always answer them together in this podcast. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our super short and straightforward newsletter at monicarlorei.com. And I will see you next time.